This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 108, Origin Stories. In this episode, I've got some knitting, some spitting, a little tale for you about how this mess got started. I'm all spun up about festival season, and we should probably kick this all off with some updates. So the last couple months have been super duper busy. Things have been going on all over my life, and it's been very, very interesting and a lot of fun and super busy and, you know, just all around good stuff. So what's been going on? Well, first off, big news, Itty Bitty is now a high school graduate. I no longer have school-aged children living in my household. Now, not to say that she's moved out. She's just no longer a school-aged child. Uh, So she's going to start college here in the fall, and she will probably do her first year or two from the house and stay living here in the basement, her little basement apartment. So that's pretty awesome. And that, you know, that whole, there was events and parties and all sorts of stuff going on around that. We had tons of visitors in the house. My mother-in-law, father-in-law, Bird came home for the event. She's already gone back to school. It's pretty exciting. She's doing an international program and spending a month in Japan working for a large company doing some planning on a marketing and advertising campaign. So that should be pretty, pretty interesting for her. So that's, you know, kind of all the family stuff that's been going on. Um, In addition, let's talk about local area stuff, right? So apparently last year was very, very mild, and we didn't truly get to experience springtime in the Rockies. However, this year, springtime in the Rockies is in full force. On Tuesday of this week, we got two feet of snow at my house. I had a snow day on like what, the 21st or the 20th of May? It's so crazy. And I'm hoping that that, knock on wood, is the very, very tail end of winter weather for us. The sun is out today, so it's only been about three days, and the sun is out and all the snow is melting, and not everyone's been super pleased with it. Um, The boy threatened to leave me, not divorce me, just leave me and move to Florida. Not about that, and I'm not about the humidity at all. Give me the mountains. I will stay here, locked in the house knitting. I'll be fine. And the hummingbirds and the flowers that hang out in my garden, too, are sorely disappointed in the weather because, you know, we got the hummingbird feeders out, the bulbs that were planted in the garden started to grow. We had, like, daffodils and stuff, and they are, they're no more. (laughs) They, they froze, and they are super disappointed in the weather. Well, that's really all I've got going on this time around. So I guess it's time to get this podcast started. And now it is on to spin a tale. In this edition, I thought I would do a little flashback origin story discussion about how this podcast got started. So it's that time of year where festival season, you know, is kicking off, which always, you know, I reminisce about the early days, like the first event I went to. Maryland Sheep and Wool 2010. So I was talking with Bird about (laughs) my online presence and my website and blah, 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 blah. And it occurred to me that I probably have listeners who have never heard how this got started. 
because I know not everyone goes back to episode one to, you know, catch up on everything that's gone on with the podcast. So let's, let's reminisce. Let's think back to that time. So my knit group in St. Louis, a bunch of us had decided to make the trek to Maryland Sheep and Wool from St. Louis in 2010. And that was pretty awesome. So one of my knit girls, Jackie, she had recently started a podcast, Kipping It Real. I'm sure most of you know about Kipping It Real. And that was pretty cool. And we were actually going to Maryland Sheep and Wool and meeting up with several other podcasters to like do it up for the whole weekend. I think we were there Thursday through Sunday or maybe even Thursday through Monday. And so that sparked my interest in this whole podcast thing. I had been listening to podcasts since I think 2007. It was kind of my way of connecting with the knitting community while I was assigned in Portugal. And so, you know, that was how I kept up on news and events and what was going on in the podcast and how I was able to feel connected. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, I was a broadcaster for six and a half years. I have a degree in communication. I can totally be a podcaster. So I snuck around behind everyone's back and started developing my theme. And the week before Maryland Sheep and Wool, I recorded and released my first episode in 2010. So that's how this whole mess got started. So I was influenced by the likes of Jackie from Kipping It Real, Jasmine and Gigi from The Knitmore Girls, uh, Megan. Oh, God, what was the name of her podcast? It wasn't It's Just Megan, but you know It's Just Megan. She's fantastic, and she's she's just amazing. And there was this whole group of people who, you know, and for the years that followed that, we connected with other podcasters, and I love them all so very deeply. Uh, Rachel from KnitSense, Abby from the Knit Knit Cafe. I met her that same year at Maryland Sheep and Wool. That was fantastic. Who else? Laura and Leslie from the Knit Girls. It really just gave me the opportunity to connect with the community. And I kept thinking to myself that, you know, oh, I like to knit with cotton. And I heard, you know, a handful of other podcasters say that they couldn't stand it. And, and that was around the time when everybody was talking about process or product knitting. And I, myself, am neither process nor product. So in my mind, I'm like, well, if I differ on these things than the podcasters that I normally hear, then there have to be other listeners who would like to hear from me and share in that level of experience because there has to be people that like the same stuff I do, right? So that's how this mess got started. And nine years later, I am so super happy to still be with you and sharing a little bit of myself with the interwebs. And now it's on to spinning my wheels. I really, really have been super busy with all my crafting and I've managed to get a little something done every single day since last time I recorded. Even in the midst of graduation planning and execution and all of those things, I have been busy and I've gotten a lot accomplished. So on the needles, I still have my blue heaven. My blue heaven, if you recall, is a extra large chevron shawl that I'm knitting out of a gradient set in the colorway denim from the 100th sheet. And that's an original design. I did have to sit that down. I did not finish. I should have finished it, but I didn't because I sat that down to work on this other super duper top secret project thing I had going on. I still have a pair of plain Jane self-striping socks on the needles. Now let me tell you about that. So this set of self-striping socks, I cast it on at Knit Group 
And instead of doing my normal knitting two at a time on two sets of DPNs, I didn't have the ball separated. So I bought the ball, just started pulling from the middle, and cast on one sock and started knitting at a knit group. Yay! I don't have second sock syndrome. But what I do have is an issue. Because from the time that I knit the sock to now, I've got to figure out what I did to do the heel. So I did German short row heel for the first time on this sock. And it was knit contiguously. First time I'd ever done it, but I used like instructions and a tutorial that I found online. And now I've got to go figure out which tutorial and which instructions I used because I didn't write them down. And I don't know if I made like any on the fly modifications or anything like that, you know, even accidentally, because I like my socks to be knit the same, same length of cuff, same length of leg, etc. But I don't know if that's going to pan out this time. I finished the first sock. I'm about to cast on the second sock and I have to figure out how I did the heel. So I don't have crazy ill-fitting socks because I didn't do them two at a time like I like to do. I know. I'm a nerd. It's not about the second sock syndrome for me. It's about having matchy-matchy socks. Now, I'm not one of those knitters who likes or who's super particular about whether or not her stripes match. I'm cool with it. Like if I have a ball of yarn and I start in one place and start in another, if they have like the same colors in them, they're matchy enough for me. I don't have to have my like stripe sequence match the entire way through the sock. I'm cool with fraternal twins. And so I'm not super worried about that when I get to the, when I cast on the next one. It's just a matter of I'm a little nervous about when I get to that heel, what I'm going to do. Interesting, huh? Another thing I've been thinking about when it comes to socks is a few years ago, I did like a flashback sock knit along. And I'm thinking about doing that again because, you know, I want to knit all the socks. But there are so many socks, like so many sock patterns that were enormously popular, but I just never got to them. Does that make sense? So I'm thinking about going back through like my early favorites and finding one of those amazing patterns that I might've missed out on and casting it on so I can work it now. So that's a July target timeframe. So I got to start thinking about that. I might like do a poll or something on Instagram, you know, to get people's opinions. What was your favorite sock pattern to knit that I haven't tried? So that should be fun. What else have I been working on? So I just finished a two color cowl. I knit that out of colorful eclectics, uh, two different bases that she uses both in DK in the colorways rust and stonewall. Can't tell you anything more about that, but that's the project that I was working on when I set everything else down. So now I can get back to business as usual. You know, I had one of those self-imposed deadlines and the publisher doesn't like you to really say anything about it before you submit or post any pictures or anything like that. So, you know, by mid-June, I should have my rejection <laughs> so I can tell you all about it then. But until then, that's really all I've been knitting on. I've been knitting a ton of stuff in my head, but that doesn't really do us any good here, does it? All right. What else have I been up to? Spinning. I've even managed to stick to spinning a little bit every day. I still have a ton of the dreaded fleece. Even if it's, you know, 15 minutes, I'm still making progress. But what else have I been working on? So I recently traveled and because of springtime in the Rockies, I decided that what I needed to do was cast on something that had a little bit more of a spring summery feel to it. I needed something bright and shiny. So I, I started spinning. What is the name of it? 
some merino and Tessa silk. The colorway doesn't have a name. It's a variegated braid in colors that range from bright yellow to like bright red. And it, it's really spinning up smoothly like butter. So I started spinning that on my Hansen Craft Mini Spinner because of the traveling. So that was really easy to pack that and take it with me as I left. Actually, so let me tell you about this. Um, a couple months ago, I was in, it was probably spring break time frame when Bird and Itty Bitty were both home and we went to get our like pedicures or something. I don't know at the mall. And we were walking through a department store on our way back to the car and I saw a cosmetic case that looked like a hard side train case. And it was like, that is really cool looking. And I think that I can squeeze a mini spinner into that bad boy for travel. Instead of taking like the whole huge case that I have that's got all the parts and pieces in it. So that's what I did. I bought it and I just recently used that. It hand carried perfectly on a plane. It was awesome. And it's really super cute. And I'll post a link to the brand and all that stuff in the show notes. I'm looking around in my surroundings to see if there's anything I have forgotten. But I don't think that there is. It appears that that's all I've got in spinning my wheels. In this episode, I am all spun up about travel season. So, if you didn't guess it by now, a couple weeks ago, I made a spur-of-the-moment decision, packed up, and headed off to Maryland Sheep and Wool. So since 2010, when I went for the first time, I've only missed two. I went in 2010, then I couldn't go in 2011 because I was deployed, and then I missed 2018, but I was able to make it back for 2019. So that was pretty awesome. The weather was garbage. Well, day one was it was fine. It was a little wet from the previous, you know, the previous day's rain, but it wasn't horrible and it wasn't too hot. It was a little stagnant and humid inside the barns, but it wasn't like ridiculously hot or cold. It was kind of middle of the road. If you were wearing layers, you were fine. Day two, on the other hand, it rained the entire day. We got soaked, but we went anyway because, you know, that's what we do. So I really enjoyed having the opportunity to just run off and do that. And here in another two weeks, I'm going to Estes Park Wool Market. So the boy and I are actually going to go to the Rocky Mountain National Park and camp for four days. And during that time, I'm going to visit Estes Park with my current Colorado Knit Girls, the Spinners with Altitude. Um, I think four or five of us are going and it should be really awesome. Actually, I think four or five of us are camping and maybe like six or seven of us are going. You can do it in a day trip, but I figured that the national park is so beautiful and the boy gets a little crabby when I leave him. <laughs> so he can certainly take his mountain bike out there, hike, do all that stuff, and we can hang out, you know, a couple of the days. I'm taking a class with Maggie Casey on Friday. We're probably going to go up either Wednesday night or Thursday morning. I have a class on Friday with Maggie and then Saturday we'll do the whole wool market thing with, you know, the whole group. So that should be a lot of fun. And we just have like adventures. We have one adventure per month planned for like the next four months and it's super awesome. And I'm getting really excited. So someone's got to tell me whether or not this is lame. Last year I met Maggie Casey for the first time. She said some amazing stuff during her class that I found 
to be very motivational and inspirational. And as a result, I designed the Aunt Maggie cow. Should I make Aunt Maggie an Aunt Maggie? Is that lame? Or would that be awesome? I kind of think I don't care if it would be lame. I want to do it anyway. I really enjoyed meeting her and I'm looking forward to the class this year and all of the adventures we've got going on this summer. And I hope to keep you posted on all of them. And that's what's got me all spun up. Well, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this little episode. I enjoyed recording it and sharing with you. What else do I have going on? So over the next few weeks or so, if you ever visit the podcast website or my blog, you will see some changes coming up. We are doing some redesigning. I've switched hosts and like one of my, my blog was like way super old. It was blogger.com and I've transitioned that over to WordPress and we're doing some backend development on it right now so I can make sure I've got all the functionality I want moving forward. The podcast site, the design is not done, but I have transitioned that over to a new theme and I'm still working on some of, you know, the fine tuning, but all the episodes are up. Nothing's changed with the URL or anything like that. So I guess that's not really crafting, but there's been some designing going on in the background that I hope is seamless for you guys. And I will keep you posted on all that. I am going to lead this episode out with a song by the Avett brothers called the once in future carpenter. It, you know, no particular reason. I just enjoy it and I like it a lot and I have bought a lot of their music and I hope that I can, I don't know, turn some of you into fans if you aren't already. As always, you can get the detail about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at shiloh at foreverhandmade.com. You can catch me on Ravelry and Instagram as foreverhandmade. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. I ain't from Texas, but I made my way from Dallas. And I know the lonesome sound is following. I ain't a gambler, but I can recognize a hand. And when the whole when queens are staring back at me. scared to die 
Detroit, but her diesel motors pulled me, and I followed till I finally lost my way. And now I spend my days in search of a woman we call purpose, and if I ever pass back through her town, I'd stay. Scared to die. 